Zipper rolls out to the right, pitches off to Taylor, and Taylor's to the 20. Down to the 15, down to the 10, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Touchdown, Billy Taylor! Touchdown, Billy Taylor! Billy Taylor scored a touchdown from 21 yards out. The crowd goes berserk. It was November 22nd, 1969 that they came to Barry, Michigan, all dressed in maize and blue. The words were said, the prayers were read, and everybody cried. But when they closed the coffin, there was someone else inside. Oh, they came to Barry, Michigan, but Michigan wasn't dead. And when the game was over, it was someone else instead. Eleven Michigan Wolverines put on the gloves of gray, and as the organ played the victors, they laid Woody Hayes away. Under center is Wangler at the 45. He goes back. He's looking for a receiver. He throws downfield to fire. Welcome to the Michigan Man Podcast on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew for Wolverine fans from coast to coast. Go Blue and welcome to our game day edition of the Michigan Man. I'm your host, Mike Fitzpatrick. In just a few minutes, we'll be joined by the new Michigan beat writer at M Live, Aaron McMahon, for a recap of Saturday's home opener and some early week thoughts on our next opponent, the United States Air Force Academy. On Thursday's Visitors Edition, we'll hear from the radio play-by-play voice of the Falcons, Jim Arthur. Today, let's get things rolling with my view from Section 17. It was a beautiful weather day on Saturday in the Big House, I think we can all agree on that, and we opened the home season with a good win against Luke Fickle and his Bearcats. It was at times a hard game to watch. The offense just could not find a rhythm, and for the most part, it was a sloppy game. Again, it was a W. I didn't know what to expect from this team in the Florida game a week ago, and I think the same was true for Saturday's game. As fans, we would like to see the offense just roll over teams like Cincinnati and impose our will. I mean, after watching the Florida game, even I thought that's what would happen. Instead, I left the big house on Saturday realizing, again, we are a young team and this is a work in progress. At his Monday presser, Jim Harbaugh said, we need to be patient. This was the first week of classes for his players and playing at home Saturday in front of 111,000 fans can make you a wee bit nervous. It is a lot for these young guys to adjust to. So I'm with Jim on this. We have to be patient, especially with Wilton. I heard a lot of grumbling on Saturday that maybe Wilton should sit down and John O'Corn should get his chance. But if you saw Jim's presser Monday, you heard him say Wilton is the starting quarterback. Jim in no way wanted to enter into a discussion concerning Wilton and his struggles. On defense, there was again a lot to like. We gave up a few big plays, but I mean, come on, they only had 200 yards offense on the day. Pretty solid. So as we enter week three, there is much to work on. We need to keep in mind that is okay. If you're going to make mistakes, do it in September. By November, I think we are going to see a very different Michigan team. For now, I'm enjoying the ride. It might be bumpy every now and again, but hey, we are 2-0. My guest today feels the same as I do. He did not know what to expect from this team early in the season, but says there is a lot to like and at the same time be concerned about. New Michigan beat writer Aaron McMahon from MLive joins me next here on our Michigan Game Day segment here on The Michigan Man on Wolverine Sports Radio, 
member of the Vsporto Network, and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew. us here on our Michigan game day segment this week as we take a look back at the uh, win over Cincinnati on Saturday and then look ahead to a visit from the United States Air Force Academy this coming weekend is Michigan beat writer Aaron McMahon from M Live. For the first time, Aaron, welcome to the show. Good to be here, Mike. Thanks for the invite. All of my listeners uh, follow M Live, so they've been getting used to you for the last couple of uh, weeks or months. So it's it's been a busy start for you, hasn't it? It has, yeah. It's been a busy last couple of years. I was covering the Detroit Pistons for a couple of years, and then we've had some departures, as I'm sure most most of your listeners know. Um, so I kind of got thrown into it, but it's it's been good. It's been uh, it's been challenging, but it's. You know, it's, it's a topic I know everybody everybody cares about. So let's start right off with talking about Saturday's game. Aaron, it was a, it was a win, 36-14 to 14 against Cincinnati, uh, but there were special team mistakes, missed handoffs, punt return miscues, some shank punts, two of those. Maybe what you get in a home opener with a young team, but in general, just a lot of sloppy play, Aaron. Yeah, and that's kind of what Jim Harbaugh, you know, kind of talked about after the game. You know, he's pleased with the victory and everything else. Um, you know, he thought they did some good things. Um, but at the same time, yeah, he kind of hit, hit on everything that, that kind of went wrong for him. Um, it's, you know, sloppiness across the board from, from penalties to, you know, um, you know, miscommunication on punt returns to, you know, you know sloppy handoffs from, from Wilton, Wilton Spate. Um, you know, a little bit of every, everything across the board. Um, Harbaugh speculated, you know, after the game that maybe – some of it had to do with obviously it being the, the first first home game of the regular season, but you know t- at the same time you know this Michigan team is playing a lot of younger guys, a lot of guys who are kind of seeing their you know game time for the first you know real real time. Um, and you know classes had started this week, so guys are getting kind of used to the schedule. You know they'd gone through a month of of, of preseason camp, obviously where it was pretty much football every day all day. Um, now you had to adjust to not only school and practice. Um, but, you know, being able to perform on the field on game day. Well, you mentioned Wilton Spate. We saw he did have a couple of those handoff issues. His stats line, though, pretty darn good. But ball safety, uh, happy feet with no pressure in the pocket a lot of times we saw. And then, of course, we all saw missing wide open receivers. So the accuracy uh, was an issue against Saturday. Jim still stuck with him. He said he was going to before the game. But your overall thoughts on Wilton's play? Yeah, you know, he, he threw the ball a little bit better. You know, I think everybody was looking at, you know, obviously those two first half interceptions against against Florida. Um, you know, I think he cleaned that up a little bit. You know, obviously he was pretty, pretty mistake free when it came to throwing the ball. Overthrew a couple of guys. I can remember one instance in the second half. I think Donovan Peoples-Jones wide open there in the flat. It was, I think, second and, and short. Um, he just completely over, over, overthrew him. Um, from that perspective, I think he was fine. Um, but some of, his, you know, some of his handoffs, some of his possessions were a little sloppy. And, and you know, and, and speed kind of, um, you know, he, he didn't touch on it much after the game. Uh, Jim Harbaugh was asked about it. You know, he thought it was, it was all on speed. Um, one instance, he, he took a handoff. Um, 
in the Cincinnati zone. And I think he went, I think he's a, he was trying to hit it off to Ty Isaac and it just, I don't know if it slipped out of his hands or it was a miscommunication or we never really got an answer on that. Um, and then in the second instance, um, which ended up being a turnover, um, you know, he, he goes to hand the ball off to Coa Crawford on the jet sweep to the right side. And it just fell out of, fell out of his hands, fell out of Coa Crawford's hands. Um, and it ended up being in a, Turnover, obviously, um, not not good, not something you want to see from your, your junior quarterback who you know played, you know, who is, who is expected to take you know a big jump this year. Um, he struggled, you know, obviously against Florida a little bit, and then you know now now you got questions of you know whether or not he's he's able to hold on the ball with on a consistent basis here. So you know, one thing it was one thing against Florida, it's another thing against Cincinnati here. You hope next week against Air Force he's able to he's able to clean all of that up. It's only two games, and clearly there are things to work on, but he's got a pretty darn good coach uh, in Jim Harbaugh to uh, help him get that cleaned up, so we'll see this week what happens with Wilton. But this week, Aaron, another solid performance from Ty Isaac, 133 yards and 20 carries. He really looked good, didn't he? He did. You know, I was surprised at the, the number of carries he got. You know, it, I, I expected him to you know, see an increase, obviously. I think he had 22 last week. Uh, Chris Evans, I'm sorry, Chris Evans at 22. He had 11. Um, I expected that number to be a little bit closer this week. And, and you know, and, and looking back at the carries afterwards, you know, Evans, or I'm sorry, excuse me, Isaac, and he got a bulk of them. You know, they went to him early. Um, I think he had first four plays from scrimmage or handoffs to him. Um, and then on the second drive, he got the first two carries as well. Um, it, was, it was clearly that they were clear. It was evident there they were trying to attack the Cincinnati defensive line, who struggled the week prior against Austin P. I gave up 224 yards rushing. Um, he looked good. You know, he, he's a guy who's obviously been on the program here for a couple of years. Um, you know, kind of worked his way up the depth chart. I think some expected him to, you know, have a have a good year. Um, but I, I I would say if he continues on this you know this path, he's he's facing you know he's he's looking at a 1,500 yard rushing rushing season. Um, you know, he's, his speed is good. He's kind of um, worked on his body a little bit in preseason, in preseason camp in the summer. Um, you know, he kind of realized in talking to him before the season started, he kind of realizes, you know, this is his last shot. He's a senior, last year of eligibility. Um, he said he wants to continue playing football, as I'm sure most of those guys do as seniors. Um, but he's got to show it in the field, and, and so far he's looked, he's looked really good. Probably uh, moving ahead, going to be running back by committee, or three guys getting carries in that backfield. But I would have to say he's earned that number one spot for right now, as far as the guy who's going to get the most carries next week. Yeah, I would say so too. Um, Chris Evans, he had, you know, decent game against Florida. I think he rushed for seventy-eight yards, if I remember correctly. Um, you know, he's still got some time to learn. You know, Evans is still, um, I, I think, trying to bulk up a little bit. He's still, he, he said publicly, he's still trying to become that guy that can that can carry the ball and out every down. Um, so he's got some time, you know, I wouldn't fret if I was a Michigan fan worrying about Evans and falling behind or falling down the depth chart. I mean, he's still going to get his carries, still going to get his opportunities. Um, and I, I think it bodes well for Michigan, you know, as the season goes on, I think they're going to have their depth at running back. I think it's going to be um, paramount here, especially with them still trying to get, you know, some of these younger receivers on board um, with speech struggling. Um, it kind of gives them a fallback option there offensively to, you know, to move the ball on the field. Well, the defense pretty much picked up where they left off last week against Florida. Had good efforts uh, from Tyree Cannell, Kaliki Hudson, another four sacks. Uh, your take on the, the defensive play overall, Aaron? Yeah, the, the, the secondary, I thought, played really, they, they bounced back. You know, they, they weren't necessarily awful against Florida, um, but they, there were some miscues and some, some um, misplays there. And they got beat, I can, I can remember um, Laverne Hill getting beat a couple times on long, long passes on the field. 
Um, they, they really bounce back and they play well. You know, you saw two two interceptions, one from Tyreek Canell, um, in return for a touchdown there there early on. Kind of kind of helped uh, Michigan get get to that early fourteen nothing lead. And you saw another another pick six uh, late in the game. Uh, so you know, it, it it I think it bodes well for the, their their confidence. I think as a group, you know, this is a, this is a unit that I think coming into the season I think had the the, the most question marks. Um, um, a lot of youth, a lot of inexperience back there. Um, um, but so far, I mean, they look good against Cincinnati, and and I think, you know, it was it was asked actually um, after the Florida game whether or not they that they thought they were tested, you know, and and the group kind of you know they didn't think so. They thought they could get as many opportunities as maybe they were hoping for against against a Florida team that that they thought was going to try and throw the ball a little bit more than they did. Um, but you know, against Cincinnati, that likes to spread the ball out, likes to likes to get the ball downfield. They, they kind of got that opportunity to show themselves, and you know, obviously Cincinnati isn't that Big Ten. Um, offense or that that high powered offense that maybe you know they're going to see later on the season. Um, they got some work in. They looked pretty good. Um, I just actually just wrapped up my my um, post game grade. I think it gave them as a group a B plus or an A minus, which is one of the highest uh, out of the units. But they played well. A lot to like in what we saw from the defense. I don't think a lot of worries there. Last week though, uh, I thought Donovan Peoples Jones did a nice job in punt returns. That's one of the things against Florida I really liked. I liked that he uh, didn't fair catch too often. He wants to bring it back. But Jim said during the week he needs to take better care of the ball, and not doing that yesterday uh, or on Saturday, I should say, prompted a change in punt returners uh, because he did have issues Saturday several. So Grant Perry came in. It was a, a rough day for Young Peoples Jones, wasn't it, Aaron? It was, you know, early on. I think it was the first punt. You know, he he kind of misread it, I think, and and let it fall down and didn't call for the fair catch. And it was it was a big miscommunication issue. Um, Michigan ended up obviously getting the ball, but it was it was a blunder. And then it was, I think, the second punt of the game where, um, you know, again, you know, he he didn't call for the fair catch, let it kind of drop in front of him, um, and then went off the back of, of Benjamin St. Just there, um, and and it ended up in a turnover. You know, that those are the type of um, you know, issues, miscues, I, I, a team like Michigan, I, I don't think, you know, can afford, especially later on in the season when they're playing, you know, better teams like, you know, Penn State or Wisconsin or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, and, and Jim Harbaugh was asked about it after the game and he, he basically, you know, boiled it down to inexperience. You know, Peoples Jones is obviously a true freshman. He's still learning things. He's still learning, you know, so the way, when to catch, when not to catch. You know, it was up to him, as you mentioned earlier, and he said publicly, you know, he wants take every ball and, and run with it. Uh, he wants to score. He wants to help his team. And, and that's great. Um, you know, that's something that you, you want your, your young guys to be, um, to be like that, but at the same time, they also be smart and, uh, and take care of the football. Um, you know, you saw some instances yesterday, I think of, of people Jones being a, a freshman. I think he's, you got to learn, um, hard bus afterwards that they've got some more teaching to do with him. I suspect you'll see him back at some point, obviously this season, I think returning punts. I don't think he's necessarily been, booted off the job just yet, um, but it was certainly a learning experience. Well, Jim pointed out after the, the game, this team has guys playing at this level for the first time, a lot of them, and as Jim said, the only way to learn is to play. That is one thing we all have to keep in mind, I think, Aaron. It's two weeks into the season. It is a work in progress, and there are going to be more bumps in the road, aren't there? It is, you know, and you've seen some bumps, I think, you know, elsewhere, not just at punt return. Um, you know, you've I, I didn't think, like I mentioned earlier, I don't think the secondary played, you know, especially well against Florida. Um, you've seen some some mistakes on the on the offensive line. Um, you got some young guys playing, you know, in different positions, in positions for the first time. They're playing in games for the first time. You know, you're, you're going to see mistakes, and I think for for Harbaugh and, and his staff and, and Michigan in general, I think 
Um, you know, you want those mistakes cleaned up, um, but at the same time, I think they want them making them, in, in, you know, early early in the season when you know you can necessarily kind of afford those things right now. You're playing some of these lesser opponents, um, like in Cincinnati. You've got Air Force coming up on on Saturday. This is the time to get kind of get those things out out and uh, cleaned up. And and you know it, it is what it is. You know Harbaugh, he he, he went into um, length after the game actually when he was talking about an experience. And you know he was asked actually. You know, whether or not he's kind of mellowed out a little bit, you know, coach having coach having coached the NFL and in college and everything else, you know, he he basically now he needs a little bit. He has a little bit more patience nowadays. You know, he realizes um, some of these kids are younger, they're playing for the first time, and he's got to wait wait it out, so to speak. Uh, let them learn, let them grow, and then you hope that you know they take your coaching, your guidance, and, and turn it into uh, you know better play. A lot of us uh, are watching that offensive line play uh, intently this year to see improvement. We know we need that. They were inconsistent in the run game. I mean, still, we ran pretty well. They did, I thought, a good job in pass protection. Wilton had, for the most part, time to sit back in the pocket and look around. So, you know, when it comes to the offensive line, I suppose we can nitpick it to death. But overall, I think they're playing pretty well, Aaron. Yeah, they have been. And especially, you've got, again, you've got some guys playing out of position. You know, Mason Cole moved from center to left tackle. Um, you've got um, Patrick Kugler starting for the first time at center. He's been he particularly done a good job. Um, and you've got some young guys on the right side. You know, Nolan Uluzio at, at right tackle, Michael Amunu at, at right guard. Um, they're, 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 at this point, I think those are the two kind of weak links at the same time. Um, but, you know, they, they're learning together. Um, it hasn't been too bad just yet. Um, and, it, you know, this is a group I think you're going to see the most growth out of at the same time this season. You know, they're, they're a group where – um, you know, they spent a lot of time, and they talked about this in preseason camp. They spent a lot of time together um, outside of practice, just kind of, um, you know, um, hanging out with each other, um, learning about each other. Um, and I think that, that goes, a long, goes a long way to developing that trust and bond that I think you need. Um, when you've got a group with, that is inexperienced as, as, the, as this one is. Well, over on the defensive side then, Aaron, Don Brown has his guys playing, again, fast, flying around two weeks in a row. We've seen that. Is this defense so far about what you expected or better, or do you see some issues developing there? Yeah, I would say it's about what I expected. You know, and I think coming into the season, everybody, you know, the defensive line was, you know, so highly touted. Rashawn Gary, Maurice Hurst, um, Chase Winovich playing as a senior. Um, you've got some, some talented, experienced guys up front there. Um, the linebacking core I've been particularly impressed with, Devin Bush especially. Um, you know, he led the team in tackles last week. I, I think he was uh, second on the team this week in tackles. Um, had had a had a sack and he had a tackle for a loss. Um, the linebacking core is playing especially well. Um, and then, like I mentioned earlier, the secondary I think um, played better than I expected this week in Cincinnati. They struggled against Florida. Um, I, I think that's that was a weak link kind of coming on, as part of this defense. Whether or not they they could hold their own, so to speak, and obviously the jury's still out. But no, I, I think they're playing fast. Um, they're playing kind of how Don Brown envisioned them and wants them to play. Um, I, I'm I'm curious to see how they um, how they play against a better offense. In Florida, I expect more of them. But they didn't show a whole lot. Uh, Cincinnati, you know, is, is what it is. Um, you know, and Air Force is we know what Air Force is going to do. They're going to run the ball nonstop. Um, but I'm curious to see how this defense reacts to a Penn State in Week Seven, a Wisconsin on the road. And I think that's when we'll learn. Uh, how good this this defense really is. Well, after two weeks, uh, we're 2-0. and We've seen, I think, some very good things from the defense on offense. The running game is better than I think most of us thought it would be. 
Quinn Nordin, uh, we've seen as a weapon in the kicking game. Those are positives. There are issues which we've talked about, such as Wilton's accuracy, uh, special teams, ball security. But the good news about all of those things we've uh, seen as issues is they're all fixable, Aaron. They are. You know, it's, uh, like I mentioned earlier, it comes with time, it comes with experience. And, and you know, Jim Harbaugh again talked about this after the game. You know, he, he mentioned that the only way to get better is actually playing games and be, be put in positions um, where you can learn and, and get better. Um, and they're doing that right now. Um, like you mentioned, Quinn Nordine's been a bit of a surprise. He's, he's kicked particularly well. He's four for six against Florida, two for two again against Cincinnati. Uh, Will Hart's shown some some areas. He, he's shown some some flashes. You know, I think a 61-yard punt against Cincinnati the other day. Um, so there's flashes there. there there's, there's areas where I, I think you can see that this Michigan team can be very good. Um, it's just a matter of, I think, waiting it out, so to speak, and letting them letting them develop. With us here in our Michigan Game Day segment this week as we recap the Cincinnati win over the weekend and now look ahead to the visit from the United States Air Force Academy over the weekend is Michigan beat writer Aaron McMahon from M Live. Aaron, uh, as I said, next up, the Air Force Academy at home uh, Saturday. They had a bye this week after beating uh, VMI 62 to nothing uh, last weekend. Ran up almost 500 yards in the ground. In this era of uh, spread offenses and wide-open football, what we're going to see this Saturday is the polar opposite, uh, the triple option. This is an amazing offense to watch, unless you're a defensive coordinator trying to stop it. Yeah, I think they're one of the few teams in college football that, you know, still run. I think them, Navy, and maybe maybe one other team. Um, but it is, you know, it's, it, it's one-dimensional, but at the same time, they've got so many different nooks and cranes to that thing. You know, I think I counted in the box score last in their game against VMI, 16 different ball carriers. Um, you're going to see guys get get the ball in, in, in wacky situations. You know, all over all over the field. Um, they, they they do different things to try and to mask what the what they're what they're trying to do. Um, it's it's going to be a test, I think, for Michigan's defensive line. I'm curious to see how they they respond, um, especially the, you know in the linebackers at the same time. Um, you're going to see you're going to see guys who will. You know, try they'll try and spread the field. They'll try and bunch things up. They'll do some, like like you mentioned, they'll do some wacky things. Um, I, I think Michigan's defense. I think it's prepared to handle it. They've got the size and they've got the speed. Um, I think they they showed that against Florida. They're able to throw on sideline to sideline. So whatever whatever Air Force tries to pull out, um, I think Michigan will, will be able to handle it. Well, we know Don Brown has had the defense preparing for this offense since the spring. You just don't see it, uh, rarely. Uh, I guess unless you're playing Air Force, you're not going to see the triple option. Now, a lot of people might laugh that Don was preparing even in the winter and into the summer with this defense. But, you know, I'm right there with Don on this. You know, when you have an aggressive attacking defense, which we have, that's sort of exactly what the triple option can feast on because anyone from CYO to high school to college that's played against an option offense knows your mindset almost has to change because now you have to stay in your lane. You have to stay at home. You have to be disciplined. You have to keep your assignment. It's assignment football. You have to tackle well in open space. So stopping this offense, it, it's no joke. No, no, you're absolutely right. You know, it, it takes some, um, you know, a level of, of preparedness you have to be i think focused in on like you mentioned your assignment and and what your your job and duty is um for that that driver that player whatever the case may be um it, it'll be a test you know it'll be so it'll be the watch i think if you're if you're a michigan fan it doesn't you know doesn't get get to watch many other any other you know teams outside of the conference um it's a different brand of football it's 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 fun um it's and like i mentioned it'll be it'll be something that i think 
shows how this um, defensive line can, can handle a nonstop um, run, run-heavy offense. The tandem, though, to uh, watch uh, on this offense for them is senior running back Tim McVeigh and junior quarterback Arian Wordsman. If you whiff on either of these guys, they can chunk up the yards on you and, and get to the end zone fast. If any one fans got to see any of that game or have seen it on tape, they are really fun to watch. This offense really moves fast. It is, you know, and that's one of the things about the triple option. They, they need to move quick. They need to be efficient. I mean, I can, I can recall when I covered uh, you know, Central Michigan in my college days, they played Navy, and it was a similar situation where you know, Navy ran the triple option. Um, you had to be prepared for it. You needed to uh, prepare well in advance for it. Um, and, and if you have the right guys running it, you can be successful. You know, it, it's, a, it's a thing where, um, you know, they, they run through that, that, that offense constantly nonstop. It's, it's bred in them, so to speak. Um, you know, it's, um, and it's, it's something that, that you have to be prepared for and ready to, to defend again. Well, Aaron, one of the amazing stats with the Air, Air Force offense is that last year, starting quarterback Arian Worthman never threw more than 10 times in any game. He was 8 for 12 against VMI last Saturday. So, you know, it's pretty simple. You stop the run, Michigan wins. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what he does with the, the secondary. You know, you know, obviously they've got some young guys out there. I, I'm curious to see if he goes bigger or maybe more experienced with the guys on the outside. Um, it looks like you mentioned they don't they won't throw the ball a ton. Um, so, you know, they're going to need those guys on, on, you know, to help. And I'm, I'm curious to see what he goes with the, the personnel. Well, on the defensive side, Air Force is really going to be undersized. They have their actually they have their first ever 300 pound player, uh, one of the defensive linemen, and they don't have the team speed that most of Michigan's competition does. Once again, uh, this will be another good opportunity for Michigan's offense to get better and fix a lot of things. Aaron. Yeah, I think I counted one returning starter on, on the defense from last year, um, so they'll be you know like you mentioned undersized. Um, I think. Uh, lacking a ton of experience, and I think um, that'll bode well again for Michigan's rushing game. Uh, I expect them to, to go early and often to tie Isaac. I'm sure they'll get Chris Evans involved there um, some more. Um, and, and it'll be a good opportunity, too, for uh, Wilton Spade to, to kind of iron out some of his issues. Um, again, you know, I, I thought maybe he'd do that against Sandy, and he did it to some degree. Um, but I think he needs to put together a, a complete game, um, you know, error-free, turnover-free game. Um, with the Big Ten schedule, you know, coming up, but no, it'll, it'll be good. It'll be good, kind of, um, um, I guess, tune up for Michigan's offense. I'm curious to see where they're at. They've done a good job of involving some of the younger receivers, um, Nicole Crawford, obviously, um, Tariq Black. I'm sure they'll do the same thing against Air Force, and I would expect um, Michigan to, to jump on them early and then and then run away with it. Well, a final thought, Aaron, and then we'll uh, let you go. We focus as Michigan fans on how young Michigan is this year, but Air Force is right there with us. They are one of the least experienced teams in all of uh, college football. So with the nerves, the big stage, and them running an offense, it really requires execution and timing. Turnovers and mistakes will probably be uh, what does them in uh, on Saturday or else gives Michigan a real headache. Yeah, and I, and I think you saw that um, early on against Cincinnati. You know, this is a team that you know, never had never been in the big house. Obviously, their, their coach, Luke Fickle, had been, um, so he was doing his best to repair his guys. But you saw early in the first quarter, you know, Cincinnati struggled with the noise and the, and the sights and the atmosphere and everything else. They had to take a couple of timeouts there. I think they had a delayed game penalty, if I recall correctly, early on. Um, but you know, that type of atmosphere, you know, 111,000 or whatever the case may be at Michigan Stadium, it, it rattles opponents, especially those those younger guys who have never been in that atmosphere before. You know, Air Force is coming from a stadium that, that holds 35,000, 40,000 people. So this is, this is a different world for them. 
Um, and, it, and it certainly helps, and it will give Michigan an advantage. My guest today on our game day segment is we've been recapping the Cincinnati win and then looking ahead to this week's visit from the United States Air Force Academy. Has been beat writer Aaron McMahon from M Live. Aaron, great to have you with us on uh, the show and have you on the Michigan Beat this season. So we look forward to having you back soon. Absolutely. Thanks. Thanks for the invite. Quick Hits is next as we wrap up our Michigan Game Day show here on The Michigan Man on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew. On Quick Hits today, here is an overview of what Jim Harbaugh had to say at his presser on Monday. He is very respectful of the Air Force Academy, and this team will be playing on Saturday. While talking about his own defense, he said good players and good schemes. Jim said Lavert Hill has asserted himself, and Maurice Hurst played the best of the guys up front. He reiterated that Wilton is the starter. When asked about Brandon Peters, Jim said he's progressing nicely. Jim said Patrick Kugler is doing a fine job driving the car and making the calls on the offensive line. He said freshman Donovan Jeter recently had surgery and is out for the season. Kareem Walker and Oliver Martin are both working on injuries. Jim was irritated by some of the questions about his injured players and why Michigan doesn't offer a dress list for games. He said if the media wants to use binoculars and figure out who is dressed or not, that's their business. He said it's not fair to broadcast what injuries are for college players. Michigan's Big Ten Defensive Player of the Week was on Monday night's Inside Michigan radio show and said he wants everyone, including his head coach, to start pronouncing his name right. Tyree Kinnell, not Kinnell. He said he's used to it, but it would be nice if people said his name right. A reminder that our free show app is available from the Google Play and iTunes stores. You can also hear us on Stitcher, iHeart, TuneIn, and Wolverine Sports Radio. If you get the show from iTunes, please take one minute to rate or comment on the program. Thanks again to our guest today, Aaron McMahon from MLive. It's Aaron's first year on the Michigan Beat, and we look forward to having him back on the show later in the season. On Thursday's Game Day Edition, we'll get the inside scoop on Air Force from their radio play-by-play voice, Jim Arthur. So please make sure you come back for that. That will do it for another edition of Michigan Game Day here on The Michigan Man. I'm your host, Mike Fitzpatrick. Have a great Wolverine week, everyone. I'll see you again later this week with Air Force radio voice Jim Arthur on the Visitor segment. Until then, take care, and as always, go blue. Thanks for joining us today on The Michigan Man, here on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew. Our listener lines are open 24-7 for your calls at 313-263-4842. That's 313-263-4842. Or email us at themichiganmanpodcast at yahoo.com. That's themichiganmanpodcast at yahoo.com. 
The Michigan Man podcast is produced at the studios of Robin Lynn Productions, Allen Park, Michigan, and is not affiliated with the University of Michigan. Go Blue!